Yo, what's going on everybody? It is a little after 1 p.m. here in Crystal Lake, Illinois. Sorry, I'm running a little bit late, a few minutes late here. Uh, but we're here now. It's time for a live stream. Today is Thursday, January 25th, 2024. Today, we've got a package from Path Projects. It is not the hats. The hats are gonna come a little bit later than uh, kind of, I think, originally planned. I talked to Floris. The hats won't be coming, I think, till end of February at the earliest. Early March is going to be, I think, a little bit more like it, but uh, or likely. But I do have something else from Path Products that I'm very excited about. Something that I was able to preview back in October during uh, Chicago Marathon weekend when I had a chance to meet up with Floris. And I think it's a new product category for Path. I'm not sure. You might have seen it. If you guys are on the Path Projects emails, you already know what this is. Um, but if you're not, you're in for a treat. But before we get to that, let's say hi to everyone listening in on the audio-only version of the podcast. I still think I'm a couple days behind for you guys. Um, yesterday, I posted the day before. I meant to post yesterday's this morning and try to catch up everything, but um, we're still a little behind. But we'll get there. Hopefully, you guys are having a good run. I had a Pretty, I had an interesting run today, a nice run. It started out rough, which I had a long run yesterday, so that makes sense. Um, and then I kind of like uh, got into the groove. And I happened to be in the Rebel 4, which is a shoe that is kind of confusing me a little bit, but I think I've got it figured out now. I think I'm ready to write my script for that video. Um, but ultimately, I ended up having a really nice run. Enjoyed it. Heart rate was nice and low. Pace was pretty good. Not that I care, but I, you know, sometimes it, it's a nice kind of like check-in on how your body's feeling. You know what I mean? Fast pace at a lower heart rate means your body's feeling good most of the time. So, you know, feeling good. Hopefully you guys are feeling good too. And everyone watching this later, but not live, welcome to the number one podcast to listen to while you're getting your taxes ready. This year, I'm really trying. Don't tell my wife because... If I tell her now, she's gonna have expectations. But every year, don't tell and don't tell Joan either, because then I don't want her to get her hopes up. But every year, I have a hard time with my taxes. It takes me forever to get all. Because I mean, it's not even that I do all that much. Joan does all the accountant does all the work. But um, even just my part of like what was the revenues and what were the expenses, you know, that part for me just takes a long time for some reason. And so um, I already started. It's January, it's not even February, and I already started. So um, I actually do think I have a 1099 that I got to get out. But anyway, um, but, I, um, but I already started. And so, uh, you know, I'm in tax mode already. We'll see how long that lasts. Because then, you know, we'll have marathon training, we'll have the trials, we'll have all sorts of other stuff coming up. A lot of shoes, a lot, a lot, a lot of shoes coming up. So I don't know, Try, trying to like... Trying to change, turn over a new leaf. And if you are too, welcome. Get those taxes out, get started. It's gonna go faster than you think. Especially if you got a nice conversation to listen to in the background. <laughs> All right, let's see what we have in the chat here. Uh, everyone listen to me ranting about my taxes. Um, all right, 308 Bar has a uh, training question. Uh, do train a X number of week for a marathon every time before, or do you find with all the miles and races you do, you can shorten your training time to eight week, for example, unless this is a new time PR you are chasing. Okay. Um, I will say, I think I understand the question. I think the question is like, 
you know, you, you probably are thinking like there's 12 week marathon plans out there. There's 16, there's 20 week marathon plans out there. Do you really need to do 20 weeks every time? Um, and I think that like, uh, one lifetime miles are a thing. Um, and so like your body does kind of know what it's doing after you've done it a few times, especially if you've been running consistently throughout that time as well. Um, so I don't I don't do 16 week or 20 week plans anymore. I don't think I've ever done a 20 week plan, but I don't really do those anymore. I usually like 12 to 10 weeks of hard work. Um, and really focus in on, on it for my training plans. Um, eight weeks would feel a little bit short, but I mean, it depends on what your goals and expectations are. If you're just want to get in shape enough to be able to run it and have to be able to push a little bit and have fun. Um, eight weeks for me would be plenty of time. Um, I mean, just to just fun run a marathon and just hop in and maybe pace someone depending on the pace, you know, I could probably do it. Uh, I might, I might really hurt, but, um, I can still do it with an even shorter than that, maybe, but it would depend on the pace in terms of my, as a, like a percentage of my max effort kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I could do it for shorter. Uh, like I'm targeting London right now and I started this week and that's like 14, 14 weeks out, maybe 13 weeks out something like that. Uh, I'd like to go for a PR there, uh, but I'm coming off of a half marathon training block. So, you know, it always just kind of depends. Um, but you'll get a, a better feel for it later on as you do more, you know. Um, Adventure Run says, I've set an alarm at work for these now. It's the best choice I've made this year. That's awesome. I also have, I have two alarms set for this live stream every day. Uh, and I still end up being late sometimes, but, <laughs> um, but that's awesome. I think that's so cool that you've set an alarm for it at work. Do you have it blocked off on your calendar? That'd be really funny. <laughs> uh, Jairus Rawaio says, yo, what's going on? Hey, the shoe wall looks like it has more empty spots. It's time for more shoes. More shoes are coming. Um, but the main reason why there's empty spots is because I'm building another set over there for a treadmill wall. So I'll have a, another one of these. I bought three more sets of these. This is one, two, and then three. So there's three, a set of three here. I bought another set of three for over there. And then for when I do treadmill running, that's what one of the reasons why I want to bring the treadmill into the basement because I don't want to do it in front of the other shoe wall. So we'll have two shoe walls. Um, but basically the main reason for a lot of these gaps is I took all the trail shoes off of here and I, um, I think I think I did all the trail shoes. All the trail shoes now are, are going to live over there. I just don't have as many trail shoes. And so like to just separate them out, I just felt like it was making more sense to put them all together rather than aligning them up by brand, you know. All right. Mm, getting to run has a uh, running shoe question. Why do I feel compelled to always wear white shoes in the rain? I don't know. I can't explain it, but there was a time where maybe this was like 2016. Uh, and then even before that, when I was training for my first marathon back in 2010, you know, you go to a running store and they're like, Oh, try it for however many days. And if you don't, if it doesn't end up working for you, bring it back. It was as a way to, as a goodwill to make it more reassuring for you making a purchase and stuff like that. Um, 
and uh, I would buy a shoe, and I'd be like, all right, I'm going to go outside and test this shoe out today and see how it does for my run. It would invariably either be a bad weather day, or even if the weather was nice, there would be like a giant mud puddle or something, and like the shoe would just get like trashed, and I'm like, there's no way I'm returning this now. So it would always be like the first run. And that was like five, six shoes in a row, which back in 2016, five shoes in a row, that's like a year of uh, more than a year, maybe even of running shoes. So that was a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> um, all right. MCNZ says, I came in hoping to walk into more dog howling and I was thoroughly disappointed. I'm sorry about that. I was thinking about the dog howling today. And I got to step up the game. I felt like yesterday was not not great. But we'll try again next Wednesday for next uh, Tailwag Wednesday, you know. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Um, Eric Paramount says, you know what? I used Path Projects undies and pants this morning, for sure. Still below 32 degrees Fahrenheit. So trying to stay careful with the 50 plus legs. Yeah, there you go. I have, uh, I think the Path Projects, I have Runderwear are really good, but they're very tight. So those are great for racing. And then as far as other running underwear goes, Path Project does make some of my favorite running underwear. It's hard to kind of show that to you guys um, or review it, but I do enjoy the running underwear from Path Projects. Am I wearing those now? No, I'm not wearing, I'm not wearing Path Project running underwear right now. <laughs> uh, someone else was running in Path Projects today. Uh, what did it say here? Mm. I don't know. Someone else says that they were running in the Pyrenees. Is that the hoodie? The hoodie with the the watch hole. Remember that? Where that was? Was Path Projects the first one to do the watch hole? I know Rabbit does it too. I thought Path Projects was the first to do the the watch hole. Am I wrong on that? I don't know. Aaron Shimmons, is, is this becoming an underwear episode? It's okay if it does. It's okay if it does. <laughs> but Aaron Shimmons says, I started wearing Pat underwear three years ago and I phased out all of the brands. Best undies ever. They are, they are pretty good. Muli Morano says, hello, hello, love your channel. I'm a beginner runner. I've decided to go for a map training, but it's frustrating process and I find myself walking half the run. Any advice? One, make sure you have a really accurate heart rate monitor. Uh, I'd recommend a chest strap for just to make sure that the numbers you're seeing are real. Um, the other thing I would say is I, I was wa run walking half the run too. It took a long time for me to get adjusted to it, you know? So that's not unusual. It's, it's, it's all part of it. It stinks. Um, but it gets better. Aaron Shimon says, yeah, Pat Pyrenees was the first with the watch hole. Now everything has a watch hole, I feel like. Right? Am I wrong on that? I don't know. Cool Blue said Wazell had it first. Did Wazell have it first? Really? Interesting. I don't know. Eric Fenske says, I exclusively wear the Path Project Sykes PX 5-inch jet black shorts when I run. My favorite. Those five-inch shorts are really good, though. I feel like they're super versatile. You can wear them in a lot of situations, too. They don't look like running shorts. So, like, if it's the summertime and you're, like, going for a run and then got to go pick up the kids, it's not scandalous. You know what I mean? 
Not that other five-inch shorts necessarily would, but other five-inch shorts, some some other brands, sometimes they look like running shorts, you know? Frank says, what's better about the Path Undies? It's just very soft. It's comfortable. They're perforated, so, like, it breathes well. It's just com- it's comfy. It's um, snug without being tight. Soft without being um, hot, you know? Oh yeah, and Eric says there's no comp- it doesn't have any compression. And I like that about it. I don't like the underwear. I always just feel like sometimes I look at them in the underwear drawer and I'm just like not today. Not today. I don't want to I don't want to squeeze into those, you know. Cobalt Blue says Wazel is the first brand I saw with watch holes. Puma also made a jacket with a a clear plastic window. Really? That's so funny. I mean, I guess like the idea kind kind of is a strange concept. Like you you want me to put a hole in this? You know? <laughs> um all right. Sean Devlin says, as far as underwear goes, I can't destroy my Under Armour compression shorts. I think I've had them for like 10 years. That's a long time. I'm trying to think if I've, what's it, 2024 now? I don't, I know I don't have anything back from like 2014 because I ran my first marathon in 2010. I took a long break from running. And I think over that time, I phased out a lot of stuff. And anything that survived, I phased out by like when I started running a lot again in 2016, 2017. Hmm. So I don't think I have anything that's that old, but I have stuff that's like eight years old now, you know? All right. Speaking of all that stuff, let's get to the package. Let's just get to it today. I'm excited. I was going to get the knife out, but I'm worried that I might cut it. So just tear the plastic thingy open. Oh, what's this? There's other stuff in here. Here's a packing slip, but look at this. Oh, sample of precision fuel. I never had this stuff before. So, interesting. There's a little picture in here of Forrest pulling a gel out of his pockets. There you go, 30 grams of carbs. I like that they write that right on the front. I don't know why, but that makes a lot of sense to me. And I do like the little litter leashes. See that? This part up front here? The little litter leash is what they're called, I think. You know? So that way you tear off the top and then this part still stays on. That's good. Because as much as I try to make sure I have all my trash with me, and usually for most races, even for marathons, I'll still stick the used gel pocket packets back in my pocket rather than pitching them. The little top part flies off all the time and that's just litter. And I don't want to do litter. So I like the litter leash. Although sometimes... I rip it off like this so hard that I tear right through the litter leash too. We'll see if it does that with this one. But um, all right, one sachet. What company, what country is Precision Fuel from? Are they British? One sachet for the serving. Uh, Calories, 120. Uh, Zero milligrams of salt. 30 carbs. Zero protein. There we go. And uh, yeah. That's it. It says, oh my goodness, am I getting old? I can't uh, see. It does have a little little stamp here on the back. 
uh, band stuff tested um, every batch. Oh, that's nice to see. I want to see more products with that on there. But it's vegan, gluten-free, and dairy-free. Made in the Netherlands is what it's... Or whatever NL is, I'm not sure. I'm assuming it's Netherlands. Uh, Brian Albrecht says, I've been loving the 90-gram precision fuel. There's not 90 grams? Is that a drink? That can't be a... That can't be a single... A single gel with 90 grams? You got to tell me. Mm. Let's see. Anyone else? Anyone else? Anything to say about precision fuel? All right. Um, okay. We got two items here in uh, the bag. I think it's the same item twice. Yes. Once is dark gray and one is jet black. It is the Graves PX shell jacket. I'll show it to you guys in the gray. So that way uh, it's easier for you guys to see on here. All right, but it's a zip-up jacket. There, I, there aren't any Path Project jackets, are there? But now there's a jacket. Look at that. It's got a little tail in the back, so it's a little longer in the back. Uh, and it's cinchable, so there's a little uh, bungee string at the bottom. Uh, a hood with the little scuba hood and uh, the little mini visor up top. And then there is a chest pocket and two side pockets. Let's try this on. This is nice. I could have used this today. Hmm. So it's just a shell, so it's not lined or anything like that. But uh, right now, the temperature around here is like slightly above freezing. And it's like foggy slash rainy. It's been like that for a while. Um, and a jacket like this would be a great layer to have. Uh, today, I ran with... An ultimate direction layer that's just like this worked out really well for me and a long sleeve underneath and it, that was the right temperature but this is nice i like the high collar and in the pocket on the right hand side over here it has one of those uh dividers inside so like you could put in like your phone in there and it won't bounce around a lot although this material is so light i'm not sure you'd want to put a phone in here but if you had like a key card or a car key that would kind of help it stay sequestered so it's not bouncing all around the big pocket and you got a little chest pocket here. And put in a another key card or something like that. Ah, this is nice. I think I'm just gonna leave this on because ah, it's a little bit chilly down here. Hmm. All right, but um, oh, and it also has like it doesn't have a watch hole. It's opposite of a watch hole. It's an extra long cuff. So if you see it, so here is like the line of the wrist. And then this part extends so that the wrist has a little visor too. So I think it comes over a little bit further, you know, because it's, I don't know. I like, it's kind of nice. I like it. You can still get to your watch pretty easy. But there. Hmm. Mm. All right. Um, Eric says, it's good. Nice not to look at your watch the whole time. I tried to avoid looking at it completely today on my 8 Ryler, and it's fun. 
Uh, yeah. I mean, so like when I, unless I, if I'm doing a workout, I will usually leave it. I'll just pull up my jacket. Sometimes I'll fold over the sleeve if it's a thin enough jacket so that I could see my watch. But like today on my easy run, you start the watch and then you just cover it up and you run the rest of the time, you know? So I, I, that's how I do most of my easy runs. Um, I might every once in a while check in on it, but for the vast majority, I keep it covered up. Um, Ryan Weissman wants to know how's the sizing. Uh, I normally wear a medium and this is fitting me. I'd say this is more of like, um, a, a more of a snug fit. It's not super tight. It's not like unique low tight. Um, but it's not baggy, like old Navy baggy, you know, it's a athletic fit. Um, I feel like it's very consistent with other path projects, um, type of sizing. Although what is that? The long sleeve with the hood. That one, it's, that is a little bit on, it's very long, right? So it's not so much that it's baggy, but it's very long. But this one, I feel like fits nice. And did I tell you this already yet? I got a chance to try this on in Chicago. Flores had, had one, he was wearing it. It was his, like his jacket. Um, and for the photos that we took for the non-elite beanie, I was wearing a black jacket. It was this jacket. So, um, yeah, so like it, it looks good with the non-elite hat, but I do really like it in this gray. Um, I find that right now, all of my favorite pieces of kind of like casual wear are Path Projects right now. So they had the, um, they came out with pants two years in a row. The second year that they made like the, like the pants, like there's belt loops and stuff for it anyway, it's pant pants. Um, those seem to, I don't know if they're a different cut or maybe I got bigger. But they fit more, a lot more snug. I think they're, I think they're a different cut, because I still have the year one and the year two. The year one ones fit me a little bit baggy. The year two ones fit me great. I don't need a belt. It just feels really comfortable. Lot, plenty of room for activities, you know. So it's been working for me. And then like a jacket like this, I could wear this any, you know, anywhere. It's be a good travel jacket, good running jacket, you know, lots of stuff. Matt Byron says, I've worn a shell jacket before that covered my watch. And to my surprise, the shell layer rubbed on my watch face and cleared out my watch screen format. Uh, that happens to me sometimes uh, when it gets real, like kind of like swampy underneath the wrist. So like if I'm sweaty, um, it happens on my Apple watch. So I'll usually use this to listen to like audiobooks, music or podcasts. And every once in a while, all of a sudden the podcast will like keep cycling through speeds. So it'll go from one X speed to one and a quarter, one and a half, two X, and then like half speed and just keep cycling through it because the moisture on this watch, on, on the, on not just this sleeve, but any sleeve will like touch the watch face and it'll start depressing buttons. It's also why I really dislike um, watches that have touch screens enabled during an activity. And that's why I love buttons i only want buttons and so we were talking about earlier i think it was frank that was like it's kind of hard to touch a button through a clear window on a sleeve you know i could feel the i mean it's a little bit harder when your wrist is covered and you have gloves mittens on which i did but i can usually feel which button i would need to press so unless i want to see the data from the lap like if i do like a four mile lap 
it'll give me like the split for the time, like how much, how long it took. You know, if I wanted to see that, then I would still pull it back, but I could just hit the lap button, know where it is. That's why I love buttons on watches, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you want to do karate in the garage? <laughs> uh, so funny. Andrew Cho says, I've noticed that the GPS on my Coros watch gets weird whenever I cover it up with my jacket. I'm not sure I've ever noticed that with any of my watches before. Um, that's interesting. I, I find that sometimes, I guess, kind of have the opposite problem, but with heart rate. So, like, sometimes when I'm doing a workout, um, especially when it's really cold, you know, when it's cold and I have a jacket, uh, but when it's cold... If I leave it uncovered too long and my, I don't know if it's my skin getting cold and everything contracting or what, or if it's just the cold affecting the ability of the sensor to read, or I don't know what happens, but like the heart rate will start being real weird. And so I just end up covering it. So that way, like, you know, some heat and moisture can reestablish around the watch and then it makes the heart rate normal again. But I've never had a, I don't know that, I'll have to check. I don't, I don't think I've ever noticed GPS acting real funny. Yeah, D0 Aperture says, I love smart watches with buttons so you can turn off touch response to the screen during workouts. Yeah, the only time that I find a touchscreen useful on a running watch is if you're looking at an actual map because then you can scroll around the map. Just push and, you know, like just drag it. Other than that, I don't want to touch it. Uh, getting trend says path project pants are the best. I still have a, the pair that I got attacked my dogs in. I sewed the butt back together two years ago and still going strong. Go to race day pair. That's amazing. Nice. Otto Vogrinchik says team buttons all the way. See, it just, it just makes it easier, you know? And Frank says, it'd be nice if they figured out how to do a touchscreen that wasn't sensitive to moisture. Right? Doesn't that make sense? I don't know. Jeffrey Alice says, I've never had a chance to run in jackets. Perks of living in a tropical country. The season we have is just dry or wet. That makes sense. Oh. Aaron Fretzi says, those pants you were talking about, what size do you have? The 2022 version is on sale for $44 right now. I'm 5'9", 160. Uh, I don't know what size I have. To be honest with you, I, I haven't looked at it in a long time. I'll, I'll check. For, uh, hmm. Eric, I'll try, to, I'll try to message you. I'll go look upstairs after this. I'll try to message you on Instagram. I, do I, you're on Instagram, right, Eric? Okay. Let me know if you're on Instagram, Eric. Make sure. Um, put your username in there. I'll message you. Or I'll just put it on my stories in case anyone wants to know. Um, oh, David Jafrangia says, I wish Garmin would have a voice telling me my pace at each mile so I didn't have to look. Or maybe there is one that does and I just don't have that model. I think that if you uh, attach earbuds to your watch, it'll tell you. I think so. 
I normally don't because I don't store music on my watch. And so I listen to music on my Apple watch. So it's attached to that. But I think, I think, I don't know. Can anyone verify that? I think that's how it works. Uh, and Dizier says, when I say that the heart rate gets weird sometimes on my watch, does it go really high like 190? It can, but typically if it's cold and it acts weird, it'll just drop to like 75 when I'm running hard. And I'm like, I know that's not right. You know, so I feel like it's not like reading. That's why I feel like it's because this everything, everything, it's cold. Things shrink. And I think that like the, the skin contracting maybe is making it hard for it to read or maybe because it's cold because I have an exposed wrist in the wind, you know, um, the blood flow isn't right, you know? And so like, since it's an optical sensor, if blood flow is impeded somehow or not impeded, but shunted because it's doing something else. I don't know. I'm not really sure. I don't know the physiology behind it, but I think that's what happens. Um, and D0 Aperture says, I wonder if cadence lock is happening. That happens to me too, but typically that doesn't happen to me when it's cold. It only, that, when, like, the watch is picking up your cadence, and it's um, not so much that it's picking up your cadence, is that, like, it, every, if it's loose, which is why I always use the Velcro, because then I can put it high up on the wrist and really clamp it down. But if it's loose and there's, like, room in here, as you're running, each step, it, like, introduces a jostle and extra light gets in into the sensor and since it's an optical sensor and it's the amount of light is one of the things it's measuring that's i think what cadence lock is for those of you who aren't as familiar but yeah and mm. <laughs> jay says i just i ignore watch heart rate data unless it tells me what I want to hear. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> same. Same. When it's really low, I must be fit. When it's really high, I think it's, I think it's cadence lock. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm. Public says, hi, everyone. After two years, my Garmin suddenly decided to change my heart rate zones, shifted everything up a few BPM. What's that about? Misses my head. Same numbers, different colors. Uh, it does that. It usually asks you if you want it to. Um, so you must have said yes, or just like, you know, just kept clicking buttons and maybe you hit yes. I don't think it automatically does that. Um, but like sometimes it'll happen for me in a situation where man, on this easy run, this heart rate was registering like 175s for like 30 minutes. I know that's not right. Um, but like, because I was able to run at 175 for 30 minutes, it's like, Ooh, you must have a different heart rate zones now. Do you want us to update? And I usually say no. All right. Eric says, I don't have Insta, but thanks for that. I'll have my wife follow you so she can see the story. Okay. Guys, I'll, I'll post. <laughs> or do, do you just because I don't want you to miss out on the sale <laughs> otherwise I'd say I'll just tell you tomorrow but I don't know how long the sale's going to go Jake Stable says how much do you use your maps and app feature on your watch I have a Phoenix 7 I haven't quite figured it out yet I use it anytime uh, 
most of the time when I'm traveling, not always, but a lot of the time when I'm traveling. Um, if I'm trying to just go for a run in a new place, if I'm going by myself, I'll map out a run so that way I don't have to worry about stopping to pull out my phone every couple hundred feet. I can just wait for the watch to tell me where to go. And a lot of times when I'm trail running, until I memorize the route, I'll let the watch tell me where to go. Uh, hey, it's Carlos. He says, uh, have you tried the new Stripe but Path product? It maps your form in 3D space. I have not tried that. I don't know why I... I, I don't think that they can... I don't know why I want it yet. They, I'm not sure. I don't understand. Maybe I need to look at it more, but I also feel like... I, I, I don't know. I, don't, I just don't know. I, there's already so much data from the stride that I don't look at, look at, and I'm like mapping my foot through 3D space. I don't, I don't know how useful that is. Anyway, mm. David DeFrangie says, hmm, "I use headphones most runs and don't hear it come, hear the pace numbers come through from his Garmin. Maybe I have the setting off." I look. I'll look around the settings. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, I don't know. I'm. I don't know. Hopefully, maybe it's one of those things that quick Google search can solve. I don't know. But some people are saying like, if you have your phone with Jake says, if you have your phone with you, Garmin watches can use the phone to call out your splits. I feel like I've heard it before. And then who was saying that they use a British voice? Where does it go? Calvin says, I have mindset to British English to sound posh. And also the, the default lady sounds disappointed every time. <laughs> I feel like that's just an accurate description of British English to American ears. You know? <laughs> mm. Midlife runner Andrew says, uh, "I got I got a low battery on heart rate strap message today. Feels like the equivalent of getting a pair of shoes to 500 miles. I think it depends on the heart rate strap. Some of them like they chew through the batteries. For the most part, I don't understand why it should. They should last like months. But the, I I've definitely tested a couple where I was like, this watch battery, I just replaced it. It only lasted like a month. But I'm sure if you're saying that you're the one that you have probably you've never changed it before." guessing and eric says i'll admit it i'll admit i am a convert to the koros arm strap over the chest strap out of the way comfortable accurate love it yeah i like it i, I like i prefer the arm band too the one that goes either on your forearm or you can put it all the way up on your like your bicep i like those because they're much more comfortable than a chest strap um, and I know there's differences in accuracy in terms of like the conductive chest strap versus the optical sensor um, on an armband. But I'm like, for my purposes, I don't, I don't think it matters that much, you know? All right, let me scroll down, make sure I'm catching up with you guys. Mm. 
All right, Ernest Capagnan. Ernest, I feel like I say your name wrong every time. Ernest Capagnan says, "Hey, Co. Any recommendations on a budget waterproof windrunner jacket? Waterproof windrunner jacket? Um, I think it depends on like how waterproof you need it to be. Like, I know there's ratings for these things, and if you do races like UTMB, your jacket has to be like a certain number of units of." waterproofiness um i i don't really keep really good track of that stuff i think on the more affordable end rabbit makes a really good one that is i don't know if it's waterproof but it's certainly like a water resistant like a waxy coating on the outside um today i ran an ultimate an ultimate direction shell uh that was pretty nice yesterday i ran in a cla shell which is going to be a little bit more pricey I'd say the most, it was a little bit on the warm side, but the most warm one, the most waterproof one that I have is one that I got from Soar. That's going to be not cheap. Um, I know that's not cheap. Uh, but that one, the fit is great and it's definitely waterproof. It's really nice. But anything that's really waterproof is generally going to be a little bit um, warmer. Uh, I'm trying to think. What else do I like? Um, I would look at Rabbit first. I don't know if this Path Projects one, this shell, is waterproof or not. I think it would beat up pretty well. I don't know if it's good. I don't think this is waterproof. I don't, there's no like tag on this. Graves PX shell jacket. I don't know. Maybe someone can look on the website. Kevin Hong says, <laughs> uh, for the American lady voice on his watch, it says, lap one, you're slow. Uh, and the British dude says, lap one, how charming. <laughs> uh, Johnny Dodgen says, if you could get audio prompts prompted, audio prompts voiced by a pro runner, I'd definitely choose Des Linden. How about you? I'd pick David Goggins. Of course. Who wouldn't pick David Goggins? I feel like you got to go with David Goggins. <laughs> uh, that'd be, I mean, that'd be the one that I'd want. Mm -hmm. Avaver says, oh, Bayleaf. Bayleaf probably has some pretty good ones. You can get those on Amazon. Mm, Sean Devlin says that the Janji Raid Runner on sale is probably the best. I'm trying to think if I have that one. Is that waterproof? Well, it's a rain runner, so I guess it would be. I'm trying to think if I have that. Hmm. Richard Wilson says the Harrier Exmoor is my waterproof jacket. Love it. Hmm. I'm not sure if I'm familiar with that. And Vanessa says Academy usually has good budget items. Their Magellan line is decent. Oh, I'm not familiar with Academy. Hmm. All right. Joey Chavez says, hello, Co I'm back for a great question if you could answer, buddy. Let's call this the running issue question of the day. Yeah! <laughs> Asics Nova Blast 3 TR version versus the Nova Blast version 4, which in general would you prefer if you were buying yourself? I mean, if I'm buying myself, I have them both, so I wouldn't, I can't answer it that way. But for my preferences, 
I think the Nova Blast 3 trail is going to be more fun to run it. The Nova Blast 4 is still really great. I really enjoyed the shoe, and I hope that I did my Nova Blast 4 100-mile review video came out today. Um, it's always hard when I say, like, this is better than that, because then people think that the thing that is not better is something I don't like. I like them both a lot. Um, but I might pick up the Nova Blast 3 trail, depending on the price, too. If I could get it for like 120 at this point, I would definitely pick up the Nova Blast 3 trail. I mean, I think even at, if I'm both of them at 140, I might pick up the Nova Blast 3. It's just a little bit more fun. Um, and the other thing that to consider is, is this a shoe part of a rotation? The Nova Blast 3 trail and the Nova Blast 3 might be a little bit more limited in terms of how you can use it as a daily trainer, whereas the Nova Blast 4 might have a little bit more versatility in terms of like, going on a, if you need it to go on a 20 mile run. There, that's where I feel like the Nova Blast 4's consistency of foam might be a little bit preferable. Whereas the Nova Blast 3, I think once you get really long time on feet, that squishiness of the front, I don't know if the foam changes or if your foot becomes like kind of numb to it in a way, but it feels like it, it might start to die out a little bit uh, on that foam on a very long run. But for me, if I'm going on a 20-mile run, I'm going to reach for a Super Blast or a Primex uh, or other carbon-plated shoe. So it's not really a concern for me. So in terms of fun for like daily training for me, which is like uh, an hour 15 to an hour and a half run, easy, maybe some strides in there, that kind of run, No Blast 3 is super fun. So I would pick that one. Mm. All right. Brendan Vasquez says, when you run on the treadmill with the heart rate band from Coros, do you get a running performance score? Anytime I run on the treadmill, I don't get an evaluation to include in my overall tracking. Uh, I don't remember. I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> Very much if Goggins was the voice of your watch, and was calling out splits, it would say mile one. Stay soft, chump. It's <laughs> uh, funny. I, I love that. Joey Chavez says, I agree on David Goggins. Great books. It, it'd just be fun too. <laughs> like every every ten every like you could program it. Every five miles it says, Who's gonna carry the boats? It doesn't even tell you the mileage. You wanna know what pace this was? Only suckers want to know what pace it was. Keep going. Who's going to carry the boats? <laughs> Shannon says, during 2023 Indy Marathon, my teammate paced me and kept yelling gogisms at me. It made me laugh too hard, and then I'd get out of breath. He's too much for me. Uh, that's so funny. Like you'd be hitting the wall and be like, oh, I think I need a walk break. Goggins would be like, if Uncle Sam wanted you to take walk breaks, he would have made that a part of the race. Keep running. <laughs> I love Goggins, by the way. I, I I, absolutely love the guy, but like, he's also like, just, it's so amazing. He's amazingly funny. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha. 
<laughs> Eric says, who's going to lift these Primexes, Shannon? Uh, Eric Enumerable says, have you tried the Noah Blast 4 TR yet? I haven't. I just saw them on the no on the A6 website uh, as I was putting together stuff for the Noah Blast 4 video, the update, the 100 mile update video. Uh, they look great. I like some of the color work on them is really nice. Um, but I don't know that I'll get them. I don't know why they sent me the Noah Blast 3 trail. I think it's because I got the Noah Blast 3 really early and then I was done with them. And I was like, can you guys send me another one? Um, or if there's another version you can send me, because that way when I go to events, I'll have a Nova Blast to wear. And I think that's how they got the Nova Blast Trail. I don't remember. I don't think I bought the Nova Blast Trail. But I don't know. I don't know. I haven't tried the Nova Blast 4 Trail. Looks great. Bennett says, Academy is Academy Sports and Outdoors. Use or refurbished jackets might be an option. Websites like thread up we'll have plenty of options even walmart might have good waterproof jacket oh okay what was i thinking about going for oh oh yeah i was gonna go to walmart because they had uh i saw a commercial for uh i, I think they're maybe doing it to compete with target because you know target will have like small capsule collections come in from like smaller boutique brands in the store i think walmart's trying to compete with that and they had one where it's a series of like these sweatshirts. There weren't run; it wasn't running apparel, but it was like it just said Midwest on it. But it was a black-owned uh, brand, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool!" And I was like, it "says Midwest" and like kind of like uh, a, a fun, like old, more of like a vintage font when they're like flowers all over it in a fun way. I was like, "Oh, I would rock that Midwest sweatshirt." So I gotta go. I'm gonna go look at that. Yeah, Cosmopino Michael says, I love Nova Blast 3, but I've noticed it flattens out during long runs over to 14 to 15. That's what I'm saying. That's what I think, too. Um, but from 0 to 14, that's great. It's I, There's not much that I like more than, than that. I feel like it's, like, perfect. Um... Sega <laughs> Dreamcast says he would want his watch to be have a SJD voice be like that butters my bread <laughs> stay loosey goosey <laughs> loosey goosey <laughs> that, that would be pretty fun too <laughs> all right TGI Bridey says for a bargain buyer would y'all recommend the Saucony Ride 15 for 50 bucks the Saucony Axon 2 for $40, the New Balance Rebel 3 for $75. Oh, that one's easy. Easy, easy. I would go with the Rebel version 3. I I love that shoe. Where is it? Right here. This shoe is fantastic. I love this shoe. It's really good. Uh, one of my favorite from the year that it came out. Um, and it's one of those shoes that, like, there's there's some shoes, the, the longer you... I don't know. I don't know what this says about the shoe, but it's one of those shoes where, like, it's been a while since I run in it, and the longer it goes, the more fondly I seem to remember the shoe. And I'm not sure. I'm like, is nostalgia just kicking in somehow, or is like having run in other shoes now? Am I like, oh no, this shoe was actually really good. But 
I would go uh, with the Rebel version 3. The Ride 15, I'm trying to think if I ran in the Ride 15. I think that's the last ride that I did run in. If you need a little bit of stability, the Ride 15 could be good. The Axon 2, if you need a lot of stability, if I'm remembering the Axon right, then then it'll be good. But I think the best shoe of those three is definitely the Rebel, even though it's almost twice what the Axon costs. Cosmic Pineapple disagrees. No, agrees. He says Rebel for sure. Uh, Hot Pick 1101 says, any preliminary thoughts on the Vaporfly 3? You mean the Alphafly 3 or Vaporfly 3? I think the Vaporfly 3, I ran in it a while ago. I have it somewhere. I'm going to fall over. I put it so far away. Vaporfly 3, uh, I feel like they're trying to go back to uh, Vaporfly 4% with this one. So, and we've talked about it before. And Matt, Matt Peterson was right on it. Vaporfly 2 looks a lot like the Vapor... At least Vaporfly Next. Vaporfly Next 2 looks a lot like the Vaporfly Next 1. Um, the Vaporfly Next 3 has a very different design. And it reminds me very much of the 4%, but with a foam that's not as fun. It's a little bit firmer. I think they're trying to keep the durability up higher. And so I feel like it's it's good, but I don't love it. I know a lot of people have run really fast in it. I'm not saying that it's not fast, but it's not my favorite. It's very light, though, and it is a good shoe. Um, but those are my thoughts on the Vaporfly 3. If you like the 4%, this will be really nice and refreshing, but it's very different, I think, than the Vaporfly Next% percent 2 and 1. Jake Stable says, I've always wanted to see a podcast with Goggins and Courtney Dalwalter. In my mind, Goggins would yell at Courtney and she would eat a Twix. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I mean, he's not always yelling. He's not always yelling. You know, um, they're certainly a very uh, reasonable, non like caricatured side to Goggins. That's why I like him. Um, I think, I actually think they would get along quite well. Might be a little bit of an odd couple, but I think they would get along well. Which I don't think you're not. I don't think you're not saying that, Jake. But it, it, that because that could that could be that could be what them getting along well looks like. <laughs> you know. <sighs> All right, Chase. Chase Brandine says this is a really pretty little. Uh, profile pick too. Chase Brandine says, what would you like better for easy runs with strides? New Balance Rebel or the New Balance SC Trainer 2? The new New Balance Rebel? So the New Balance Rebel version 4 or the SC Trainer version 2? I picked the mm, Rebel 4. Rebel 4 for sure. The strides part, I was like, mm, neither one was really great for strides, but I'd pick the New Balance Rebel version 4. But also, like, I wouldn't pick a shoe or not pick a shoe because of strides, you know. Andrew Cho says, I have three pairs of the Rebel 3. It's great. Yeah. I mean, 70, was it $75? That's a, that's a really good price. And I mean, I would say, I would say I'm, I'm going to, when the Rebel 4 video comes out, I'm going to be pushing the Rebel 3 pretty hard. 
So like if you guys are on, on the fence, get it now. Not to say that if I talk about it, it's going to sell it out. But I don't know how many sale pairs there might be at Joe's New Balance outlet. So I'm saying if you're not sure, the Rebel 4 video is going to come out Monday. Jody Beck says, would you recommend the Super Blast for a marathon? Looking for a marathon shoot for Tokyo. Can't get off of Flight 3, so looking for an alternative. I ran CIM in it the last time I ran CIM. Um, I felt like I ran a 304. I felt like I was in probably closer to 302. I don't I didn't think I was in some three shape. I think I was in closer to 302 shape. Towards the end of the race, I really felt like not having carbon in it and it being kind of more relaxed and not as up on my toes aggressive like a Metaspeed Sky Plus would be, for example. Uh, I felt like that like I I really felt like I wanted the more aggressiveness later on. I wanted the shoe to help me to push a little bit harder. So I felt like towards the end of the race, like the chill relaxedness of the super blast started to kind of be a weakness. Um, so I think for me, it cost me about probably about two minutes. So that's where I feel like it's a good marathon shoe for some people. I think if you are worried as much about your feet being comfortable for the time on feet as you are worried about having something that kind of is a very efficient shoe, uh, then I think the Super Blast could make a really great amount of sense for someone. Um, but it's not kind of in my top tier of shoes that I'd recommend because it doesn't have carbon and because it is a little bit more in a relaxed mode, uh, not as aggressive as like a racing shoe would be. So it, it could be a good choice, um, I probably wouldn't want, I, I wouldn't pick it if I were trying to hit a PR personally. Calvin says he loved the Vaporfly 3, next percent 3, but the outsole durability was among the worst I've seen. Oh, really? Hmm. Interesting. And Frank said, did they actually get rid of the next percent? It's always such a silly thing that just meant we couldn't get a 5% improvement, even though we tried. Uh, yeah, I don't. Um, ben Johnson just made a video about this. Um, it's still in there, but uh, it's still as part of the technical name of the shoe. But I think uh, for like clarity purposes, Nike is using the full name of it less and less, but on the boxes... Um, I think the, all of it is still in there somewhere. Um, and I always felt like next percent, I, I, I didn't think of it as like, it meant we, they could, they tried to get 5%, but they couldn't, but I felt like it was a more of a recognition that like, like a Nike Vaporfly 4% two seemed weird. Cause then there was a four and a two. And then it'd be like, imagine like now if we would if we went like four percent, four percent flying it, that would the next percent have been the four percent three, and then next percent two would have been in four percent four, and then Vaporfly three would be four percent five, right? So what is four percent five? That just seems weird, right? And so, I mean, I think that's why New Balance has always kind of stuck with the V in front of their iteration numbers. Um, one, I just think they like the, the standard of it, like the, the V three, kind of like how cameras are all mark something like, you know, Canon 
Mark three, whatever. But I also feel like since New Balance had shoes with numbers, it was like the 1080 V10, not this, the 1080 10. But then again, ASICs with the GT2000, it's just GT2012 or whatever number they're on, you know? And that sounds weird. It just sounds weird. So I think I thought that's, that's why I thought they switched to next percent. But I don't know. I could be wrong. You could be absolutely right, Frank. Oh, Edgar the Hobby Jogger says, what is the proper response if someone who's someone yells who's going to carry the boats while they're while you are out running? That, yeah, they don't know me, son. That's the proper response. <laughs> it's like calling response at church. If someone says who's going to carry the boats, you say they don't know me, son. Because <laughs> have you guys seen that one? It's it's front. It's like a meme. It's a meme, basically, right? Who's gonna carry? I mean, who's gonna carry the boats? Means something for sure. That's not a meme, but the response is from there's like a Goggins clip where he's like uh, doing shoulder presses or something like incline bench, and someone's yelling at him, "Who's gonna carry the boats?" He goes, "They don't know me, son. Who's gonna carry the boats? They don't know me, son." I, that's right. Am I wrong on that one? I feel like I feel like that's that's how it goes. <laughs> I've yelled it at many people expecting to hear back. They don't know me, son, but I never get it. Yeah. <laughs> Sean says, I wish someone would yell that at me. All I ever get is run forest BS. Yeah. Yeah. The other day I got a, um, a, you can do it, but what was it from? Like, was it from Waterboy? It was, it was, uh, what's his name? He's crazy now. That guy, he was on, he was in Saturday Night Live. Rob Schneider. He says, you can do it, that one. But it was. But I looked around, and I don't know if the guy was doing a you can do it, like quoting the movie, or he was, his, he was Hispanic. So I was just like, is that just how he says you can do it? I, I, I couldn't tell. Um, so that was, that was something that got yelled at me the other day. Today, a dog barked at me like crazy. It was, it was barking for a long, I could hear it from a long way away. There was just a dog bark. And I thought a dog was coming, but I'm like, no, that dog is coming way too fast. And I looked back and it had its head, it was a pit bull, had its head stuck out the window. And it was just barking at me. It was super excited to see, to see me. <sighs> Eric Merriman says, Rob, Rob, Rob Schneider kind of gone off the deep end. Sure, he sure did. Wow. Yeah. Um, Edgar the Hobby Jogger says, I've gotten who's going to carry the boats a few times and I just wave, lol. <laughs> just say, they don't know me, son. <laughs> uh, Brian Poost says, y'all should try running in New Orleans sometimes. People yell all kinds of crazy stuff at you here. Oh, that'd be, I think that'd be fun, Brian Albrecht says, a dog barks at Co. Co says, they don't know me, son. <laughs> and Danny Gugliuzza says, maybe that dog knew you from the good dog, Emmett. <laughs> ah, that's so funny. Uh, Matt Anderson says, a, uh, all right, we'll do two running shoe questions, then we'll call it for today. Uh, Matt Anderson says, Co, do you experience your foot moving around in the front of the Rebel V4? The hype on it is way too loose for my forefoot. 
it is a very roomy shoe and i'm i'm borderline going to recommend people to size down there it's really wide it feels wider than most foot shaped toe box shoes that i run in and the volume of the toe box is really big and so i have to like crank down on all the laces really hard and it makes the shoe pucker funny and it just even then it feels like the laces feel really tight and the rest of the shoe still feels like almost baggy and so it's not i don't feel my foot foot moving around but there's an impreciseness to it that makes even though that shoe's really light it feels like a heavy shoe does that make sense so it's like i yeah the, the fit is weird to me on that shoe but there's some people that are gonna be like finally this shoe's great but i'm just like whose foot did they use as the last for this shoe it's not a normal foot i don't know all right but yeah it's 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 big and i just don't like i don't love the material i like the previous two rebels like lovely uppers like this is this called jacar is this jacar is this double jacar i don't know what this is but this was really nice and soft very comfortable breathable not a ton of padding i liked it this version two a little bit you know not as breathable but very pretty comfortable on foot snug without being tight successful uppers both of these the version four it's a very different upper it's still You'll, and you'll see when I put the video out. It's still a really good shoe. It's, it's probably going to be top five. It's going to be top five daily trainers for 2024. I'm pretty sure. But there's things that I don't like about it. And like Matt saying, there's a lot of space in that one. All right, last one. Jonas Hex says, do I need a max cushion shoe? Currently, New Balance, uh, Nova Blast 4, Puma Deviate Nitro 2, and Vaporfly 3 in the rotation. Thought on Gel Nimbus 25. If you were going to go with a Max Cushion shoe in that, I think that the Nova Blast 4 could pro probably take care of you for your um, Max Cushion kind of needs. So, like, uh, yeah, that's a pretty nice rotation. I like that a lot. Because then you've got, like, easy slash recovery in the Nova Blast. Easy slash light speed work in the deviate nitro 2 and then like marathon work in the vaporfly 3 and you can do some pretty fast work in the vaporfly 3 as well i think it's almost borderline a half marathon shoe so that's really fun stuff so you got all the speed ranges covered if the no blast 4 if you're like i want something even more luxurious for a recovery run day or a max cushion shoe day i'd go nimbus 25 over the nimbus 26 or i might even look at the more version 4 that's not going to be as mushy as the, Nova, the as the Nimbus 25, but it's big, tall stack height, nice and bouncy and fun. Those are the two that I would look at. I've, I haven't seen the more V5 yet, but and I don't know when it's coming, but of those, yeah, those are, that I might look at, it'd be, it could be really nice and fun, but I don't th feel like there's a, a you know, a, a really big need, a huge need for it. So like, if you want to get it, I think you're going to really like it. Do you have to? Uh, you could probably live without it, you know? So, all right. That's going to be it for today. Uh, tomorrow's Friday. No video for tomorrow, but uh, we'll have another live stream. I've got some fun stuff to unbox. Oh, tomorrow's going to be fun stuff to unbox. 
we'll do two packages tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think you're going to like it. So that'll be a good one. Until I see you guys again, be safe out there, everybody. Thanks.